Welcome, everyone. We have a very special podcast in person today. Michael Soiza joins us. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Club GG, where you can win real money prizes, create clubs for free, and play with your friends. So with that, Michael, great to have you. Uh, pleasure to be here. My first time in Asia. Thank you for uh, inviting me and having an absolute uh, beautiful time here with my family. I'm super impressed with the venue and everything. And uh, congrats. I'll say that first of all. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. You know, all the way the other side of the world. It's good to see you here. Yeah, you as yeah. well. Yeah, we talked in Vegas. And for those that may not know Michael Soiza, he is the co-founder, one of the, the founders, I should say. I think there's several for the APT. Tell me about how the APT came about. Where did it? Where was it born? Well, just to, to correct that statement, I'm not a founder of the APT. It's been around for a long time, okay. about 14 years, but I'm one of the new co-owners of the Co-owner, APT. okay. Yeah. Well, so we took over the company and now, uh, you know, we've kind of revamped it and relaunched it. So, yes. Very cool. So, you, so when, when talk, talk to me about the history. When did it first ever start and what's new with it now? Okay, I can't remember the exact year, yeah. but I believe it's 14 years ago. So let's go backwards, like 2008, okay. 2009, something like this, uh, a long time ago. Or maybe even a bit before that. Uh, and it's been run uh, by Lloyd and Steam for many years. Okay. And um, recently we took over the brand, uh, you know, COVID and all that stuff. And uh, we've relaunched the brand um, with the same name, but with, uh, we call it the new era. Okay. A bunch of new stuff and hopefully grows bigger and better for all the players in Asia. Very cool. And those that... Again, you have over, I'm just gonna, I'm, he's a humble guy. He's got 14 plus million in earnings for tournaments. That's tournaments alone. He has won some Triton events. He's done, done a lot in poker, but when did you get into poker? When did you first find the game of poker? So I first uh, played poker in 2008. Okay. I was 18 years old, uh, during college break actually. And one of my friends uh, forced me to play. So I'm not sure if you're familiar, but in Asian culture, uh, gambling, which poker unfortunately falls into the category, is uh, looked down upon. You know? Really? And uh, yeah, because like you know, people lose money gambling and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very common in Asian culture for people to think you're gonna lose a family fortune or house or, or whatever it is. You know? Okay. And uh, and that's the same perception that I had of poker as well in the beginning. And I was like, uh, no, I don't want to play. And I was like, no, oh, no, it's fine. Just come come along and uh, give it a try. And yeah. uh, I was like, no, 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 I don't, don't want to gamble. I don't gamble. You know? This and you kind of like forced me and say, like, okay, fine, sure, I'll try it. And uh, ever since the first session, I was hooked because it's a really fun game. It's very strategical and it's not uh, gambling as, as you might call it, you know. Right. Yeah. And how, what about your, the, the family? As you mentioned, it's sort of I mean, frowned upon or people are worried about it. How, how do your family and friends, how do they take on it for you? Exactly how you expect. <laughs> they, were not, they were not happy with me playing poker, you know. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I actually, actually had to keep it from them for a while because uh, uh, yeah, my parents were not happy about it, and eventually, when I won a bunch of money, uh, I eventually told them that you know, hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually had been playing and I actually done all right. You know, I won X X amount, and they're like, no way. <laughs> they're like, no, it's not real. You know, no way. You know, but uh, yeah. yeah, I guess they they kind of uh, got used to it, and finally, and they realized, you know, I'm a good kid. You know, I'm. I'm uh, Responsible, so right. yeah, yeah, eventually. And, and do they just, watch you though? Like on Tritons, you just won one in Cyprus, I know, for yeah. you know, it's a, a really good score. Are they watching, sweating, and into it, or they can't watch? They're like, no, nervous. not not really. My mom says it's too exciting, uh, she can't stand <laughs> the, the pressure, the intensity. But my mom in law actually watches uh, avidly, you know, and she's a big fan of poker as well. So, okay, you can see how Triton is doing, uh, you know, great service to the industry, yep, and bringing uh, the game to the masses, you know. And someone like my mom in law, who is you know, a bit older, mm -hmm. still finds it interesting and engaging to watch as well and follow. 
Very cool. And tell me the APT, how many stops are there? Uh, this, this again, first time I've ever been here so far, very impressed, you know, comparing it with some of the other tours and stops. It does seem very well run, very organized, clean, nice. The trophies are insane. Hope to get my hands on one of those. Been, been trying uh, some of these mixed side events, some games I don't even play. But um, tell me about that, the, the stops. How, how many stops do you have a year and what locations? So the tour is uh, pretty sick. I think uh, at most it's had 10 to 12 stops a year. Okay. So that's a lot. Uh, for a tour, right? And I think we are aiming to do something like uh, six to eight, maybe, maybe a bit more, depending on how it goes and where the venues are and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Give me, give me some of the locations. Where, the, where can people find? Uh, where, where, where can they plan to go for the mm -hmm. APT? So a lot of them uh, happen in Vietnam. Okay. Also in Taiwan, and Korea here as well, and of course the Philippines. Unfortunately, we haven't uh, had the chance to go back for this year, mm -hmm. but we are working on it. Yeah. Very cool. And the. The, uh, the APT comprises of, I mean, this, this one has 69 events. How, was that standard or is this a lot for, for the stops? This is the new era of the APT, so yeah, this is new pretty much. Okay. Uh, Taiwan had a similar amount of stops, but this has a few more. And you know, you realize the mixed games as well. So we're trying to you know, give people a chance to try these games and you know, realize how fun they are and uh, hopefully bring it more to more players. And, and you, what are some for yourself how is it to be on the other side of it? Because I know you can't, you're not actually participating in the play here. You got your suit on, you know, you're, you, I know, it's, I, I can imagine, right? Like being a soccer player, an athlete, and like watching when you want to play. Is it hard for you to, to watch or do you enjoy this part of it? Um, I enjoy it, but it's a bit uh, sad, you know, because now the events uh, are a lot uh, more appealing to play, I would say. And yeah. the trophies are really nice. So I would like to win one of uh, the trophies as well, but unfortunately I can't. And uh, some of my partners are really, really bummed that they cannot yeah. <laughs> play anymore. Yeah, yeah and these events. Yeah. And what is your? Give me what your schedule comprises of. I know you pretty much hit the Triton stops. You did just as I mentioned, just when I know in Cyprus, mm -hmm. uh, you know that was a that was a big one, a 75k eight-handed. You have over 14 million in lifetime earnings. Mm -hmm. What are some upcoming stops and aspirations you have within poker? Like, are, are you do you, will you go to all the Tritons, do the World Series? What 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 comprises your mm -hmm. year of tournaments? What do you like to play? So uh, previously, I play as much as I can, uh, all, all events, all yep. stops, but uh, given the new project, uh, this project, the APT, uh, I kind of have to split my time a bit. So I'm probably going to focus on Tritons and also the World Series um, during summer. Yeah. Very nice. And what, what to you in poker, what is your, when you look back and you know, you're young, but to play, like what is something you want people to say about you as a poker player? What, what would be you know, your legacy? You've won tournaments, you've won titles, you've won money, but like what, how would you want to be, people describe you as a poker player? What, what would you like to hear them say? I don't think I'm important enough to have a legacy, uh, but you know. 14, you're number three Malaysia all-time money list behind two legends, Richard Young and Paul Fouak, who are, yeah. I know, number one and two. I mean, come on, don't, don't tell me that. 14 million is, uh, it's, it's, and you're uh, young. you got a long way to go. I don't know, like in the scale of the world and everything that's happening, you know, it's just not very important, to be honest, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah, it's cool. I think it's cool. Um, I don't know. I just hope they say I played well, you know, and I played good. That, that's all, you know. And, yeah. and tell me about Natural 8. You're an ambassador. You represent a site. What, what is that like to, to be a you know, team pro, to be sponsored, and, and, and could you maybe tell me a little about Natural 8? So uh, they are part of GG and they are also the title sponsor for the APT. Okay. So they've been supporting uh, the brand in a lot of endeavors. Okay. And if you realize there are a lot of online efforts that uh, go into making the live event successful as well. Mm -hmm. And having that tie-in uh, does give players options uh, into, in terms of qualifying and satellites and all that stuff. So yeah, we are thankful for having them uh, to support us as well. Very cool. And your, your actual start of poker from the first time you ever played to now, did you ever 
Could you ever imagine playing for, you know, buying in for 75, 100, 250,000 in one event? Like, did, no. when, did, when, did you, when did that set in that you could play the, the biggest buy-in tournaments in the world? When did you believe that was actually going to happen? Yeah, my, my dream in, in the past when I started playing poker was to have like a $7,000 bankroll to play one, two. That was my dream, you know, and that's all I, I, I wanted at that point, you know. But as you play more, you win more, you move up, uh, doors open, I guess, you know. And, and a good friend of mine, Ivan, rest in peace. Who has passed away now is uh, actually the first one who actually got me in high stakes and told me that I should go and play and give it a shot and stuff wow. like this. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And your 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 skill strength would say is tournaments, or you play some cash games? You play PLO any other games, or just strictly hold them? I, I started off as a cash game player, but nowadays I just focus more on tournaments because I enjoy them a lot more. I feel like cash games are a bit more uh, predatory. Yeah. So you know, it's like if you, you especially at high stakes, it's tough to get in uh, to good games, and there's a lot of um, other things involved as well besides just the poker itself, you yeah. know, networking, all that stuff. And I prefer just to play an open, fair field, you know, arenas, um, everybody and anybody can join, you know, that yep. kind of thing, yeah. And, and tell me how the APT sort of player base compares to some other tours. Obviously the APT Asia uh, poker tour, right? So it's, it's predominantly Asian. Mm -hmm. um, is, there, is there a mix of Europeans and, and does, is there any from the United States, really, I haven't seen much here. Is that is that is that is that is that a goal to grow to these other parts of the world? And give me like a make the the pie chart of what percent are players from Asia versus other parts of the world. Well, I would say like 99% are people from Asia and 1% are Westerners who live in Asia, <laughs> something along those lines. But okay. uh, uh, we we don't really have plans to expand outside Asia because uh, you know we are Asian-born and bred, so we want yeah. to focus on you know the area, the region that we are comfortable in and strong in. So yeah. But in terms, so yeah, of course the events will be run in Asia. But is that do you think there's an appeal? Do you think that this could be something where people, you know, I, for myself, I know when we spoke, super interesting to me to come, you know, I look at it as like an amazing opportunity to come check out the world, you know, go to Japan after, it's all kind of in the region and I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Um, is that is that something that you think would make sense to sort of couple like a tour part of it or a package where people come and, and you know, you guys do, is, is that appealing? Do you think that people yeah, might want to do that? For sure, so like our goal is to make the events uh, that we run here in Asia yep. so appealing that people from the West would want to yes. fly down and, and it's worth their time to fly down and play these events, you know, because they're big enough, the prize pools are big enough and it makes sense. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of uh, tourism that's involved as well yep. around the region, so that helps. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I know the LAPT, like the Latin American mm. Poker Tour, that was something that uh, was known as a very, very good series. Like it, the, the action was good, and um, it does seem like I, I again, I hadn't really wasn't aware of much of the APT. I've heard of it, I didn't really understand it. Now I kind of get it, and I see how big it is, how many trophies there are, the main event, you know, over a million guaranteed. I think over like 2.3 million in guarantees for the over the 69 different events. So it's. It's a, it's a lot, right? It is. It's worth it. Yeah, for someone who's going to travel and come all this way that maybe loves poker, it's like they, there's a, there's a price point. There's high rollers. There's a 10k mm -hmm. US dollar buy-in. There's 5k's, 3k's. Uh, explain to the audience a little bit about the structure of how you guys do the 69 events and can you maybe break the main event and how do you how do, how does it all shake out within the schedule? So the the main event, of course, is the biggest prize pool and has uh, four flights and. Um, the thing about the APT is that it was always known for a very, very good structure. Yep. So arguably we have one of the best structures uh, in all of poker for okay. our main event. Because considering the buy-in, which is uh, now at this point 1700, it has one hour levels on day one. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if you want to run a really big event, you can't have one, level, one hour levels all the time because it just takes too long. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of uh, come up with a hybrid whereby we have multiple uh, durations or you know, levels mm -hmm. for different flights. So we have the one hour levels to maintain that uh, heritage from the old APT. But we also have like a 40, 45 minute level uh, day as well, and also 30 minute levels 
um, flights as well. So you can cater to all players who have different time schedules and you know commitments and stuff. So there's something for everybody. So that's the main event. And along the whole series, we have high rollers that run every day, single day high rollers uh, to cater to those who want to play a bit bigger. And these have been uh, pretty popular since the relaunch. And uh, the Super Roller got 84 runners yesterday, which is uh, very good in Asia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, in Taiwan, we actually had 300 runners uh, for our high roller, which was around uh, 3,500. And uh, this was, uh, you know, unprecedented. And we actually ran our tables; it would have gotten more. Wow. So there are alternates out the door, and uh, yeah. Hopefully we get more uh, here, but we don't know. We see. What, yeah. what is the capacity with the? So you have, I believe, four starting flights, or ABC and D, or two even turbo, yeah. two turbos. Uh, Thirty minute clocks. Yeah. So like, not really turbo, but yeah, Faster. pretty fast. Yeah. What is what is a? How many? What's the capacity for? What could you? What's the ceiling on the main event? Or are you able to facilitate as much as possible? So in uh, in Taiwan, um, we expect not expected, but the guarantee was for around seven hundred plus uh, entries. Yeah. But we had fourteen hundred entries, so it was like way over capacity, and it was uh, held in um, CDP's new new space, you know, Taiwan mm -hmm. Boca Arena, and uh, it's brand new. It had the most tables, like fifty tables. And it was full every day, uh, alternates out the door. So wow. we kind of outgrew uh, the new, new uh, venues that we have found. So same thing for here. Uh, we are finding uh, places with as much space as possible to accommodate the players and hopefully have no uh, alternates and lines. But we shall see. Yeah. Very, very, very impressive. Yeah, the, the trophy. Tell me about the trophy because I've always been a believer. I think back in the day, full tilt poker, they used to give these shirts, right, for knockouts, which I thought was cool but crazy because, like, you might, you know, in a tournament, they're sending so many shirts. I think they should have that online. For It's hard to win a tournament. You get a trophy. It's fun. You know, it doesn't matter, right? It's a $20 buy-in, a $50 buy-in. has different. And I like how the APT, you guys do that. Different. There's the, the, the really elaborate trophies and then yeah. even... For the side events, there are some nice trophies, but smaller. You know, tell me about the, the makeup of the trophy, because it's impressive. It looks like you guys have put a lot of, a lot of time, effort, yeah. and money into that. Yeah, thanks. I <laughs> appreciate yeah. that. Um, so the trophy is actually made by a Malaysian company called Rayus Lango. Okay. And they actually make Formula One trophies and stuff. Wow. And they've been around for like 100 years or something. So uh, actually, me, myself, uh, and the team put in a lot of effort into the trophy and designing a trophy and coming up with the concept. And the previous trophies were based off Lions as well, full Lions. Mm -hmm. So we maintained some heritage from that trophy and we kind of modernized it and revamped it. And if you notice, all the gold trophies are actually made out of 24 karat gold. They're actually real 24 karat gold plated. Oh. So anything that's gold, even the small trophies, uh, the baby lion, is also coated with real 24 karat gold. Wow. Yeah, so uh, they all made precious metal, pewter bronze, uh, and we spent almost any responsible amount of money <laughs> on them. You know, like the, I think the cost is something like seven times more than the previous cost. Uh, Per trophy. Per trophy. And, yeah. and you said as you're doing a lot of events. It's not just like you, do, you have almost 70 events mm. in this. this uh, so that's a lot of trophies. That's, that's, a lot that's of trophies, very cool. Yeah. Very, I love yeah. that. Um, what, how would you describe a style of play? You know, like stereotypically in different regions or parts of the world. I mean, things change all the time. But in general, at the APT, what can you expect? Is it, is it more action? Is it, is it more new beginner or more advanced? Or, you know, give me a little bit of an idea of what, the, what to expect when someone sits down here. Sure. So I, I think the poker market in Asia is still not as mature as the West. Yep. Um, especially when a lot of people speak their own local languages and a lot of material out there is made for English. Okay. So you can expect the level of play will be slightly lower. Right. But it's always going to be exciting. So yeah. lots of action. 
um, a lot of unexpected things happening. You know, it, it it feels more like the old days. You know, right? Uh, and, it, and it's fun, and people enjoy it. And yeah, I think it's, it's a bit of a change compared to playing in Europe, for example, where everybody's just a robot. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's refreshing. I, I guess it's enjoyable from my very limited experience yesterday playing. Uh, what is the actual rule on talking? Because I know in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, at the World Series, let's say it's a little more strict on what you can say and can't say at the table and talk. So is and in Europe it's like very lax, right? Like they, it's like people can talk. I think you have this and put you on a hand and talk. Oh, but you know. So what is it? What are the actual rules here on talk? So you you can't talk uh, about your hand and stuff. Okay. Uh, but in terms of language, because we have so many languages in Asia. Uh, usually it is English and the local language. So as long as the dealers understand the local language, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So that's the general rule uh, in Asia. But if me and you are in a hand, I can't say what. Like no, I, no, no talking about no, the hand. Like no talking about the hand. We're strict. Uh, we follow right. you know all the TD rules and everything. Right. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Interesting to know. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know if I'll understand if there is th- what's going on, but it's 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 been it's been very fun. I'll say this. I've seen some crazy hands, wild stuff. Everyone seems very. Uh, Energy-wise, I'd say here is very, very strong. Like, you know, my wife's Brazilian. I spent a lot of time in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I've always said this about Brazilian players. They just seem so very vibrant, excited, fun, right? That feels to be the type of energy out here. And again, I don't know specifically like where we're in Korea, but the, the typical feel of the players just in general that are here playing, like, seems very fun. You know, I don't see anyone really seeing getting upset or saying, it just seems very light. Is that, is that fair to say? Like spirit-wise, yeah. everyone's sort of uh, happy and, and, yeah, and very generally lucky? Yeah, and not, not to say people don't take the game seriously, but people enjoy the game a lot more yeah. here. And there's, uh, you know, the, the APD had a very strong family vibe in the past, yeah. where everybody kind of knew everybody and we're trying to maintain that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, provide a fun environment, a relaxed environment, a friendly environment, so people can just be themselves and enjoy poker, you know? Yeah. And what is your, what is your goal for the APT? What do you want? Give me a 10-year vision, you know, in terms of um, buying size, numbers. Give me some sort of future. It's because it seems to be growing very fast, right? Like it has. It's taken off. So what, what is, give me like what you think is possible in the 10 years from now. Well, hopefully it just becomes a premier tour in Asia and like people from all around will come down and play. And we hope to have a series with a bigger buy-in, okay. maybe a 5K main event, something along these lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we are still uh, some ways away. I'm not sure if um, the Asian market can support it because you know it's a lot of money uh, in Asia, five thousand US dollars. So we'll see how it goes. We try our best. Uh, we're scaling up bit by bit. And it is unlimited re-entry, is that right for the main? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, so that I mean, in reality, it's it's bigger than a seventeen hundred because the average. You know, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. nice. Unlimited yeah. re-entry means. Uh, what's how, the record? Give me, give me. However, some. however, because of the structure and uh, you know how slow the, the blind hours are, you don't do too many bullets in it. Okay. Yeah. Is that that's yeah. typically? Yeah. What's the record? And you can as in, what, and someone re-entries. doing. I have no idea to be honest, but it could be a lot. It's really up to you. You yeah. know, you get a random guy who's just going until you know. You never know. Yeah. The sky is the limit. You know. But generally, our structures are the best, and uh, you will do the least bullets in our main event uh, than almost pretty much any other main event around. Yeah. And how many starting? How many big blinds starting stack do you get for the main? A bazillion big blinds or something. Oh, it's yeah, deep. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. deep. It's deep. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What is uh? What do you think for the 10k high roller? That'll be Monday. That's televised as well. As that will stream? be streamed. Yes. So that's the superstar challenge. Um, it's a single day event because what we realize is that a lot of uh, you know rich people don't have time to spend playing multi day tournaments. In yeah. fact, uh, a lot of feedback that we get is that people want to come for the weekend play play you know one uh, two events and go back home. Um, it's not on the weekend, but it's just uh, catered more towards the more uh, recreational player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's faster, and it's the biggest buy-in. So yeah. And, and tell me about your tournament sort of director, Neil. He, you've got some of the best people now working on this tour. How, what's that relationship like? How are you able to land uh, Neil? Mm-hmm. So actually, Neil is uh, a president of live events. Yep. 
uh, live operations and mm -hmm. actually Lloyd is our tournament director so okay. Lloyd has been uh, in the industry for a long time uh, he's TD certified he's uh, you know trained by Matt Savage you know he's been around for a long time very experienced and Neil himself uh, you know I, people who play the EPT and all know Neil he's been around for donkey's years and he's he has such a passion for the game, you know. He's one of the guys that will uh, scrutinize every single detail yep. of the schedule, you know, all the rules, and you know, Lloyd and Neil as a combo, uh, a killer combo, I would say. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And what has been a highlight event uh, for the APT? Is there some moment that stands out? Is it is it a record-breaking field? You know, some crazy hand to, for a main event, or is there anything that stands out as a as a, a signature moment so far for you for the APT, whether personally or as a tour? So I think uh, our relaunch in Taiwan was pretty epic. Mm -hmm. uh, it uh, exceeded everybody's expectations. And I think uh, uh, my partner Victor actually mentioned, I think uh, based on his statistics, um, that single series uh, had more buy-ins and price pool and entries than the whole of 2017 and 18 of the APT tour wow. itself. So that one single stop. So that was kind of a, a hallmark event. And you know, that's our new benchmark. That's what we strive for uh, this point forward. Yeah, and hopefully we can uh, exceed that in the future as well. Yeah, and I kind of asked you earlier, but how did you specifically, as being a professional poker player, how did you get, how did you get brought in? Did you reach out? Were interested, or did they come to you? How, how did you get involved with APT? So during uh, COVID, you know, everything kind of slowed down, and uh, you know, live poker pretty much stopped. And they reached out, yeah, because we, I, my poker career started at the APT as well. Okay. So I do know the guys uh, quite well, and I've been playing uh, in their events for many, many years. So yeah, we always had a good relationship and they reached out, um, you know. How, how is your APT hardware? I know you got some Triton stuff. Have you won some t titles for yeah, APT? Yeah, I have a, quite a, a few legacy APT titles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. It's, you know, now it's uh, vintage. Are yeah. you going to upgrade your trophies? Or are you going to like take your old ones and get no, them made no, in no, this? No, no, I kind of, it's not legit. You not know, not yeah. good, right? Yeah. Well, I, one I of my partners insists that he wants to do that because he said one of his is broken. So he wants to replace it with a new oh, one. Wow. You know, I'm very against that. You know, no, no. Yeah, you got to win the integrity of, yeah, the, of exactly. everything. Yeah. I love it. And um, where, tell me your personal favorite places to travel or be vacation in Asia for someone that maybe wants to come play and also to hit some you know, family or, or touring on their own. Where, where would you recommend to go from? Let's, let's take this venue in particular. I would say Korea is really interesting, but my personal favorite uh, is actually Japan. Okay. And I think Japan is a world of its own and it's uh, very interesting and you know, they do things in a very special way. And almost everything you see there is going to be a new experience. All the way from you know landing at the airport to the vending machines to how you buy food, you know the convenience store culture, all this kind of stuff. So it's yeah. uh, very interesting. I know you're gonna go. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm you're pumped. Enjoy it. It's been top of my list. And actually, Seoul, I hear just unreal things as well. They say the city never sleeps. It's super fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to heading over there. And what about otherwise in the world? Where are some of your favorite places that you've traveled, whether for poker or otherwise? One of my favorite stops in Poker used to be Aussie Millions in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, could also be because I have a lot of friends that live there. Uh, but the vibes in Australia are, are real nice, you know, I would say. Yeah, and uh, playing in the US, of course, is the mecca of poker. So that's an yeah. uh, experience in itself. Anybody that's a uh, poker enthusiast should uh, take the opportunity, if given the chance, to go to the US and play the WSOP. Um, the scale of everything in the US uh, is incredible, you know. It's mm -hmm. like nothing compares, I would say, to me. Um, even though sometimes logistically it gets a bit messy, yeah. but that's uh, the price you have to pay for attending such a large-scale event, I would say. For sure. Yeah. And, and I've seen some household names here within the, from Triton, you know, Danny Tang was here, uh, Kiat I saw, I know Webster, there's a bunch of guys mm -hmm. that play the biggest 
events for Triton in the, or you know in the world. Tell me about that. Well, who do who do you expect to see like out here from there? Is, is, it seems to be a really good support from mm -hmm. from the high rollers as well that come. Yeah, we're we're all friends uh, like Danny Webster, Kat, myself. We all started uh, grinding out the live circuit uh, menus together, and yeah, it's, it's nice to see them come and come out and support the event and you know the brand and stuff. So. Uh, who else? I don't know. Jeff Gross, yeah, all the way from the U.S. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, I, I want to get that exact schedule of the yeah. APTs. I'm I'm very very curious to see. I, I got you mentioned some cool locations. I think it was Taiwan, Vietnam, mm -hmm. place I've never been. And yeah, I think it's anytime you can couple poker with with some kind of new experience, it's uh, it's very cool. So I I just having a hard time balancing. Yeah, I got, like want to go to Seoul. I want to go see the city and do stuff, but also play. Have you have you over your course of your career have you done a good job with that where you'll go to a venue and you, you come before or stay later and really get to explore or do you get yourself kind of caught where you just go places and you play and stay in the casino yeah. absolutely not I've done a terrible job uh, I land I go to the casino and then I leave the casino and I go get back on the plane and fly off yeah most of the time sometimes I do extend uh, my wife uh, is more into like this the, you know traveling stuff but for me because like you know if you play poker at a high level it's very intense and it's extremely tiring so you kind of get burnt out and you just need to rest, you know. Yeah. And I don't have um, any capacity left or mental capacity left to think about traveling and sightseeing and all that kind of stuff as well. For sure. Yeah. I, I know the answer it always is come earlier or stay later, right? It's just, it just seems like it's busy, right? It's like yeah. you just get in and then it's, I, I agree. I, I think I, I give myself not the best score either. I, I've, and, and a lot of the same stops, it's funny. You look at like, you know, Madrid or Barcelona yeah. or Bahamas and then you kind of, Think back, like man, I've gone like eight times. Yeah, and I've really not done, done it enough. Yeah, but yeah, same. It is, it is interesting. And um, what about uh, so that's for poker? What about travel-wise? Give me like a, a gem in Asia. Forget the tour. If you were, you, know, you mentioned Japan. Is there any special like island or place or somewhere you just really highly recommend to go? I, I think the whole of Japan is uh, is really sick. So of course you hit Tokyo, check out Osaka, Kyoto. You know, yeah, all these uh, these are the main towns. Um, I do a lot of snowboarding in Japan, okay. so there are a lot of uh, really cool snowboarding towns and the snow in Japan is really high quality as well. So if you're into skiing or snowboarding, Japan is definitely a place you should uh, check out. Yeah, for Not skiing. this time of year though, right? Not this time of year. December, yeah. January, February, yeah. yeah. I've heard that as well. Mm -hmm. I, um, I want to ask about preparation for you as a player. How, give me the insight. Are you a guy, are you like cold plunge, work out in the morning, you know, eat, like go through your, you know, give me your, give me your routine or do you just show up and play? Do you, do you register on time? I want to know about you as a player yeah. and, and your, your methods. So I used to be the cold plunge guy. Uh, well, not really. I Jason Kuhn kind of, mentality, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A bit of that. that. You definitely need a bit of that, uh, you know, to be, to operate at a high level. Yeah. So I still do like cold showers in the morning and stuff like uh, for when I play and stuff. Uh, I drink my green juice, you know, uh, make sure I get enough sleep, uh, that kind of thing. But at this point, I think it's more about making myself feel comfortable and yeah. be, being ready to play instead of rushing to, to make it on time. So nowadays I take my time, I, I lay reg and make sure that, you know, I'm mentally there and zoned in and, you know, ready to go before, okay. I, before I join, yeah. Very cool. And I did see sort of the poker go aria mentality where there is there is a benefit to register on time. Is that right? There's a 50 yeah. You get, you get some. No, uh, this is in in APT. Yes. Okay. So for the high rollers, if you uh, join before and, and sit down when the event starts, you get 50% off your fee. Yeah. Um, this makes sure like you know like events start on time and incentivize people to come early and helps uh, to get the event ended on time as well. Yeah. Very cool. And is uh, are you expecting? to expand from the, you said t up to what, 12 stops is the most? You might no, do, I think we actually eight? might scale down. I think okay. we've been doing a lot and we might actually scale down and try to uh, organize bigger events. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. And, what, and the what's the largest APT event ever? Is it this 10K that's coming up, or you've had one before that's like that uh, or bigger? I'm not sure in the past. I think they have, might have had bigger vines in the past, but that was some time ago. But right now, 10K would be the biggest one that we organize, yeah. And that is stream. Where can people watch that? On the APT uh, YouTube channel. Okay. At the Asian Poker Tour. Yeah. And are you, are you going to be doing any commentary or anything, or are you just kind of laying low and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff? Here? I've done once. I don't think I'm very good at it. Uh, but yeah, more laying low, you know, just building the team. And, you know, Jeff might, uh, you know. I'd like to hop in. I love commentary, man. I love it. Henry Kilbane's here, yeah, right? Henry's that's, uh, here, he's yeah. like a staple on the, mm -hmm. the tour. Does does great stuff, so that's, that's yeah. very cool. And uh, who else? What other commentary? I know there's some re yeah. remote. Uh, we have Vidor uh, from India, yep. so he's supposed to be here, but uh, due to some uh, logistical issues, he's unable to be here, but he'll be dialing in remotely, so he'll be uh, partnering up with Henry, so they are two main uh, commentators, and we also have Steven uh, from Hong Kong, who will okay. be, you know, chiming in as well here and there, and of course, uh, Greg and yourself are here as well, we'll jump in when you have time, right? Beautiful, yeah, no, I'd love to, and, and tell me about Greg, his involvement with a you know, very fun, energetic, loves the game, does a lot of cool content for yeah. just poker in general. Tell me about the relationship with him and APT. Yeah, so we met uh, Greg in Vegas, like, uh, I think, was it last year or so? uh, Yeah, probably last year. And uh, he's quite a character, interesting guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, when we were thinking about ways that we can, you know, jazz up the APT and create new content and, you know, get interesting people on, on the show, uh, Greg was one that came to mind. So we reached out uh, to Greg and said, like, you know, are, are you interested in, you know, making content for us and, you know, trying to become a host? That kind of thing, and he said, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> sign me up. Let's give it a crack," you know. And uh, he's been great. He's been he's been amazing, actually. I would say, yeah. Very cool. And what is the what would you say is a typical the the, the sort of uh, aspirationally that you see a lot here for players? What what is is it is it the trophy? Is it the money? Like, what percentage of the players here are playing sort of uh, semi-pro or professional? Would you say? Like, I don't think there are too many uh, semi-pros and professionals uh, in Asia. Given that you know it's just not a mature market and yeah. you know, games are smaller and all that stuff, I'm sure there's a decent amount, but not not as many as uh, in the West for sure. And I guess it's like a bit of glory, you know, like winning a big trophy, yeah. winning a big event. Of course, always money helps. Yeah, yeah. So bigger prize pools, yeah. And and what is the the compromise of player pool? You, it's, it won't be US or European much, but where specifically in Asia is the most popular right now? Where players are coming from? It really depends on where uh, the stop is. Yeah. So regionally. Um, the local uh, crowd obviously will make up the most uh, of the players yep. uh, un unless you're in Korea whereby uh, Koreans cannot play in the casino um, so here would probably be Japan mm -hmm. yeah so it's very close it's easy for people to travel and of course if you host in Vietnam uh, Vietnamese will make up the most uh, players in Taiwan Taiwanese so it really goes by locality depending on where the event is held interesting okay so that's uh, so you would think Japan would be that'll be the yeah I would think Japan for, for this for this stop yes very very interesting and your your are you scaling up poker coming up or are you gonna are you going more corporate route and more you know ownership and relaxing like do you see yourself next do you play a full world series will you go next year and play go out there for the whole summer I will not go out there for the whole summer um, there's like also like uh, tech stuff and all in the US, which okay. is uh, you know, not, not the best to navigate. But uh, I think like eventually it's hard to scale playing poker, you know, and you, you can't leverage and you can't, you have to play yourself. So I would like to become a recreational player 
and I want to be on the VIP side one day, you know. So that that's my aspiration. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a yeah, especially with Triton how they they break up the the stuff. That's a where, how far away are you? Think you you think that'll ever fly or no? They, <laughs> people need a hard time. I asked Jason if you know maybe you know uh, you know I have a business now. You know I'm, I'm a VIP. He's like yeah, nice try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Eventually, maybe you know it really depends on how much you play, I guess. And uh, but I think I still be playing a decent amount. Yeah. And in, in preparation, I asked you about your your pregame stuff, but what about like review study is that something that you did a lot more of you're doing less of do you still stay pretty active on that stuff i used to do a, a lot more and i definitely don't do enough these days but you know trying to balance um, you know, having a business and playing as well but i was telling um, my friend uh, you know recently that i kind of do it in seasons so you know it's like on season off season so pre-season you do a bit of uh, warm-up and you know a bit of training and stuff and then uh, after the season you focus on other stuff and when it comes back to playing season then you know refresh again that kind of thing yeah yeah very 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 interesting yeah it's a, it, the game changes a lot like even you know i do the weekly gg millions and mm -hmm. i'm not doing a lot of work myself on my game but it, it's I, I look and i'm like man this is fascinating like I, the game seems to change right the mm -hmm. sizings the, the the thought process how the icm dictates and res people respect or not it's just it's very interesting the game's always evolving so you know i think poker's in a great place and i, I plo i want to ask specifically plo you have some some events that is is that are you is that growing in popularity? I think there's some cash games that go on too that'll be good here. Is that is that mm -hmm. is PLO kind of moving around? Is short deck? How, how would you break? I guess all right. Hundred percent pie chart. Hold them. PLO short deck. Where is uh, where does that fall into like the current sort of uh, preference of players? You would say in the in, as a stereotype out here. I think eighty percent still prefer hold them. Okay. Yeah, maybe like. 17% like PLO and 3% like short deck. Short deck still very, very new. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it hasn't really been adopted by the masses in Asia yet. Yeah. Is that is that with, because uh, with, with Triton though, it's so predominantly hold them in short deck, mm -hmm. but is that is that not the case here? I mean, because I don't really see yeah. much short deck on the schedule here. Not really. We had some short deck events. Uh, take up wasn't that great, to be honest. Yeah, so hold them is still the, the main game that people play in Asia, yeah. PLO as well. I heard like in cash games, like PLO 5 and stuff uh, is blowing up a lot. Uh, but in events, I guess uh, mostly hold them still. Yeah, I think that's fair. PLO 5 really, in like South Florida, that's what they spread. And all the home games and the casino, you go there, it's like, it's, it's five card, hold mm -hmm. the PLO, which is, which is interesting. I know I did see some big O, right? There was a big O yeah, here with the yeah. five card high-low. It's, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a beautiful game. And you're, um, you're actually the number three all-time in, in Malaysia. Do you get recognized? Do people like, and in, in, are you known? Like not just at a casino, but do you get stopped at all? Like if you're just, you know, around and out, like do people notice you from anything, from TV that they've seen? One, once in a while, sometimes, yeah. Not that often, yeah. And, and tell me about Paul and Richard as, you know, from Malaysia, one and two. Again, you're 14 million. I think that like Paul's got some crazy number and Richard I think is in sight around, you know, 16 or 18 million and Paul maybe at 28. Is that, is that a goal for you to be the number one all time? Those guys, that's going to be tough yeah. to, the, Paul's not yeah. slowing down or Richard, I don't think, right? So I don't know if you can catch them, but is that a goal of yours to be the number one all time in Malaysia? Nah, uh, actually, to be honest, somebody asked me this question a few years ago and I was like, yeah, there's no chance, you know, I'm never going to you know, catch up to them. But, uh, you know, I guess I started playing bigger and uh, yeah, it's possible, but no, it's not really a goal. It doesn't really uh, mean too much, you know? And, yeah. and what's the biggest tournament you've ever played in Bayern? I actually was uh, fortunate enough to play the London one million pound uh, yeah event so that was uh, pretty insane yeah so yeah that was the biggest one what was that like 
uh, kind of surreal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had Queens, ran King, Queens in the Kings, so that was unfortunate. But, you know, I didn't come here to full Queens pre-flop, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Who had the Kings? Uh, I think it was Rui, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think Rui had Kings, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, the, the one million pound, that's the talk about where is it going to go, right? From there. I, I actually thought maybe a, like a one million bounty would be fun, you know, like to make that it. That would be pretty easy. You know, <laughs> get a little rebate and <laughs> I think that's, uh, that could be cool. Uh, and tell me about the mystery bounty that's becoming so popular around the world, and I saw that APT did implement that. Mm -hmm. How, what is the top? bounty do you know on that or depends on uh, the price it should course? be around 20 million uh, korean won which is, which is like, like 17k us or something okay. it's like some 17 18k us maybe. and is that very popular has that become like yeah yeah variety? the mystery bounty is fun you know you, you know the element of uh, that lucky draw element where you get to squeeze your your envelope and see if you win you know? yeah yeah it's fun and which is your favorite of the the, the, the different games right now the tournament wise like which what is it the high roller one here the main event which one are you kind of most proud of that you love to see go and you think is a cool I story. think the main event is uh, the one that I like the most because it kind of maintains that uh, APT structure mm -hmm. and the experience you know you get to play deep you get to play a lot uh, you know you get to to really play poker uh, you know and um, that's what we try to to maintain and hopefully you know players get addicted uh, to play the game. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful game. Yeah. And Malaysia, my last question, Malaysia. How is poker? Where is it grown? And is it is it is it becoming noticeably like wildfire? Is it grown a ton, or is it is it sort of maintained over the last few years? Uh, so initially, uh, poker in Malaysia was very suppressed because uh, it's basically illegal, and the only casino in Malaysia did not run poker games. So the only ones that uh, were around were like these underground rooms and stuff. Um, so basically, there wasn't really a scene very niche scene, uh, but recently uh, Poker Dream, shout out to them, uh, have organized the first live tournament series in Malaysia. Okay. Um, and it was extremely successful last year. And uh, this year they just had it again, like uh, I think like two weeks ago, and it was yeah. really, really successful as well. So it really is uh, blowing up, I would say, in Malaysia. Yeah. Is, that, is that a stop that APT would be able to do in there, potentially? Or? Who knows, uh, you know, you never know. It's a, a bit complicated, but uh, right. yeah, you never know. Very cool. Well, listen, I know, again, Michael Soiza, almost 15 million in career tournament earnings. He is now, he's suited up. He's, he's taking a little different path, but I, I know the, the players here are going to be, I, I, they're not going to be upset to see you sitting out because I know he does have some hardware. He is a tough player, and of course, he is now a very much integrated into the APT. So, Michael, really, congrats. This has been a, a great experience so far. I'm very new in here. Like I said, I hope to lift some hardware. I hope to do a little bit of everything, and yeah. I appreciate you inviting me. So, thank you. Thank, thank you for your time. Yeah, for sure. All right, everyone, that is number 189 for the Flow Show in the books. We are here in Asia, hopefully going to do a few more podcasts while we're out here. Some very interesting players and guests out here, and, and again, having a blast. And I will be doing a lot of stories on Instagram content and giveaways. So keep an eye out for that, and we will see you guys on the next podcast.